Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. In this episode, I speak to Relinda Moores. She is a business coach who specializes in using energy work to help entrepreneurs take their companies to the next level of financial success. She has a unique approach which enables new and experienced business owners to get into alignment with their vision by eliminating self-limiting beliefs. I interviewed Relinda because I love her approach to getting over the beliefs that stop us online entrepreneurs from going to the next level, from charging what we're worth and from making the impact that we want to make in the world. So let's dive right in. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me and for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm really excited to introduce you to our audience. And would you like to let everybody know what you do and who you work with? Yeah. So I work with entrepreneurs, which is, can be a lot, but I work with entrepreneurs from all sorts of coaches, yoga teachers, I have a client who owns a travel agency. It's really diverse. Some are also business coaches. And I really help them with that. I would say the inner and the outer game of business. So I focus on a lot on belief systems, looking at like, why do your beliefs, like, why do you hold yourself back? And I'm finding out that that is actually in your subconscious, in your belief systems. But I also go and, and teach people all the the. I would say all the essentials of business and for people that are transitioning or changing or up-leveling their business, I help them with that as well. Excellent. I love that you look at the inner as well as the outer side of business because I believe that, you know, uh, if you ignore what's going on inside, then for us entrepreneurs, it can be really difficult to move forward in our business. And yes. of course, we're going to talk about so much today and we're going to find out how. But, but before we dive in, I would, like to, um, I would like to ask you to share your story because our audience is made up of a lot of coaches, consultants, um, online entrepreneurs, and also offline entrepreneurs who are interested you know, in, in content. And I know that you started offline and I, I think our audience is going to be really interested in hearing how you actually moved from an offline face-to-face business into making it work online. Yeah. So it's about, we go back in time about seven years ago when I started to shift. So before that, I came from um, a performing arts background. I've studied both theater and then dance. And I worked as a choreographer, combining theater and dance. I, I made my own performances. I produced them, me and the company. So we danced them all over the Netherlands. And, and we've been to Singapore wow. and Mexico. It was really gorgeous, really beautiful journey. Amazing. Yeah, really nice. And I, and I really thought, so that point, like seven years ago, I was like living in a beautiful apartment. I was having my company, like things were going well. And I really thought this is it. But then my life just changed. Uh, I had a partner at the time. He literally like went on a holiday and didn't come back, <laughs> which I can laugh about right now, but it was very dramatic. And uh, I was heartbroken. And then subsidies in the Netherlands really got cut. So what's really interesting with, with the arts is that you're always dependent of subsidies. And it became all of a sudden really difficult for my company to, to go ahead. So at one point I went on a holiday to Bali. I was like kind of done with it all. I really needed a break. And I go to Bali 
And what happened there was that I just had this huge breakthrough inside, like, and I saw people with their laptops. Bali started to be like mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, uh, how do you call it? Online the digital entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yeah. Yes. Uh, nomad. Exactly. Digital nomad place. So I had friends there and they were doing such cool businesses from their laptop and they were making way more money than I did. Um, And I was just like, oh, there's something there. And within my, basically my grief and my sadness that some things didn't go, something new started to like awaken in me. And I was like, wow, the freedom of that and the fact that I can still do something that I'm passionate about. It's not like I have to take a job that I hate or something like that. I can transition that and I could create some create something online and um, that kicked off the journey I really like decided to cancel the company I flew back and forth to the Netherlands a couple of times to dance some performances but after that I closed that dance company I stayed in Bali for three years and I did everything I did courses hired coaches the whole thing to Mm -hmm. learn how to how to start an online business Amazing. Excellent. Wow. Very interesting story. <laughs> right. If I look back at it, when you're in it, it's just this big roller coaster. But yeah. Yes, it must have been, it must have felt hard, but it, it, it just does sound like a roller coaster indeed. Yeah. Wow. So I'd like to sort of um, bring you a little bit closer to maybe sharing your expertise with with our audience and i you know our audience is you know everyone has an entrepreneurial mind when you're doing content for your own business um it's one of those things where i think you start realizing um what you mentioned before that what we do on the outside it has a lot of mindset um, in it and especially this comes out in content a lot sometimes people are not doing and procrastinating because perhaps they're not confident being visible or they're not ready to go out there with this idea. So, you know, there are sometimes these, these blocks that you really need to unravel like a hairball and find out what's going on in there so that you can move on faster and not take ages. Yeah. And since I know you work around, around this a lot, I wanted to ask you which you feel are you know these these beliefs that block us as entrepreneurs Hmm. well first of all it is very personal like this is deep work i see a lot of people talking about beliefs now and it gets very simplified and it's just like you think this just reframe it to that you know and yes that's true and it's deeper than that like the beliefs often are there for some reason they might come from like some trauma some events in your lives like things from childhood so basically most beliefs get programmed in the first seven years of your life and it's not always like you can just snap your fingers and let them go and I just wanted to say that as a disclaimer because I I just see a lot of people talking about it that way which leaves sometimes people feel like if it's so easy why can't I do it you know and then I'm like because it's deeper than that but that being said the beliefs that hold us back I roughly can divide them in three categories. So if you're an entrepreneur, there's three belief hubs, I would say that you need to have in place. And the first one is to the belief in yourself. It sounds so obvious, but it is like the belief in yourself, because how often do we think, well, this other person is better than me. Like this other coach is better than me out there. Who am I to teach this? Who am I to be a coach? 
uh, why like would anybody listen to me or any things like that so those are beliefs popping up or they're at least thoughts that pop up that come from some limiting belief could be a very bottom belief like i'm good enough i'm worthy i'm valuable beliefs like that so anything that goes around to believe in yourself and then second it's really the belief in your client First of all, you need to believe in your client that they can do it, that they can get the result that you promised them that, that they can get. And we all know sometimes that isn't in the, in the, in the three months that you, that you would work with them. Sometimes something takes longer time or anything like that. But you have to have a solid belief in your client that they can do it. But also, how often don't we think, again, this thing of there's so many coaches out there like, I'm not going to get clients or my clients can't afford me. Those are also beliefs around your clients that really block you in sales. So beliefs like there's plenty of clients out there. People come to me because they need my help. Um, I can find the exact uh, ideal clients. There's plenty of them. My client is ready to invest. My client is ready to come and work with me. Those are very healthy beliefs to have for a coach. And then the third one is to believe in your offer. So if you offer a certain program, it's really important to really fall in love with your offer and to have a full belief in it. And to not think like, I have this thing, but it's still not ready or it isn't complete or it isn't perfect enough or this person maybe is better, but really to go back in it. And like, this offer is really beautifully designed with everything that I have in it. And it's going to help people where they want to go from where they are to where they want to be. Uh, my offer is exactly the right uh, offer that my client needs, for example. So when you have the beliefs around yourself, your client and your offer all in place, then you have a really solid base as a coach. Wow, you just covered so much by mentioning these three. And I must admit, the second one, belief in your client, caught me a little bit by surprise. Um, but I can totally relate to that because there was a time when I struggled with sales and I can definitely remember that it did, I know I didn't really have confidence that my clients could achieve the results that, yeah. that, you know, I wanted them to achieve because I was shifting industry and maybe I hadn't proven enough that, that that was going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, wow, that was a hard moment for me. <laughs> Great. And wow. yeah, so I tell also my clients, like before you write your content, but also before you hop on a sales call, clear up these beliefs, you know? How many clients tell me, yeah, but my audience won't pay these premium prices or my audience won't do this. And I'm like, clear it up. You don't know. That's right. So let's just dive a little bit deeper. So how do you feel that these are going to show up? You know, how do we know that we have these blocks? How do they show up? Is it, you know, self-sabotage? Is it maybe more subconscious and subtle than, than that? Is it like procrastination or, you know, yeah. how do they show up? How do we know that we have blocks that we need to release? I love that question because that's it. They, they, it's, it's often not that, not that obvious. One, beliefs masquerade as the truth. The real okay. beliefs that really are bothering you are the ones that you're like, Petrolina, that is just so, here's proof. And I'm like, yes, and you get over and over this proof if you keep believing it, but we relate to that. So first of all, they show up as the truth. So it's really nice to have the first thing basically that you can do is just to sometimes wonder, what if this wasn't true? <laughs> 
what if this belief that what if this thought that keeps coming up and that I'm sure of that it is the truth wouldn't be that and maybe you can find that like there's always examples out there of people that you're like you're solidly believing something I don't know I just was talking with someone that's solidly believing you shouldn't launch in August because it always falls flat and then you have somebody launching in August and they hit 100k in their launch and like what yeah. you know <laughs> that wasn't possible in my world so that's a really um specific example so yeah first that's of all right. that then second of all and I would say like yes the layer before that yes exactly what you said so self-sabotage um procrastination not following up on that person that reached out to you uh let's say you would ask me for the podcast and i would never answer although that's something i would really want to do for example um overloading yourself with work creating so much overwhelm that you can't do it anymore um all these things are signs that there is something with a belief going on because here's how it works your subconscious wants the beliefs that are in your subconscious mind to match the reality. Okay. So let's say that I believe, let's, t- let's take this client one. There's not enough clients out there for me to have a, a, a thriving business. And if there's clients, they don't have the money. Let's say that I have that belief. Now, what happens is that the subconscious wants that belief to be manifested in reality. A deeper one, another example, if I think I'm not worthy, anything that would make me feel, look worthy, subconscious is like, no, because I want the, the programming to match the output. Yeah, is this still clear? Yes. Okay, so what happens is when we try to go there, so now I believe that there's no clients out there and they can't afford me, and let's say you're getting some clients and they can afford you, then the subconscious is like, wait, 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 this wasn't how it's supposed to be. And you will naturally start to procrastinate, do something else. I don't know, say, oh, this was a one-time thing. Oh, just this month was great. I had hit a 10K month, but I cannot repeat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like start it to was believe that. And then you don't do it, or you get really tired or overwhelmed. So you start to say yes to all kind of things you shouldn't say yes to. And then again, it's proven. And you're like, you see, the belief that I had is proven. And now I feel at ease again oh that's that's crazy i'm sure we can all recognize these loops that we go through because i think so many of us and even our you know our listeners i'm sure will agree uh, we've all been through this to some degree in some shape or form that is so amazing so what can we do to get over our blocks is is that once we know that we have certain blocks we can see it in our patterns what would be the next steps for us to take? Yeah. So definitely first step that is just really illuminating is to go from uh, believing all of them are the truth, all your thoughts are the truth, to bringing them, I would say like it's almost to bring them out of the dark subconscious where they all live and, and what is so important for how you function in the world to the light, to the conscious. So that is already saying, like, I all the time think like that there's no clients. I think that I can't do it. I'm not good enough. There's so many coaches out there. Write those thoughts down and start to question them. That's really the first step. And then you can reframe them. See, like, how would I feel if I believe that there's too many coaches out there? What if I reframe this to there's a lot of coaches needed right now. And one coach can only manage so many. So I'm happy to be a part of that of this party and to 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 like work on like helping people to the next level so that could be a thought that is way more empowering 
and I think that is really the, the first and most important step if you're working with this on your own. And if you dive deeper, there's other things, because as I said, there's things attached to it. Often there's like a deep belief underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, and should I talk a little bit more about that? Like Yes, yes, go the ahead. Deeper layers, yeah. So, so first of all, so that reframing is very powerful. Now, if you go deeper, there's four reasons that the subconscious holds on to the belief. It's there for a reason, and it has bring, brought you really uh, a lot of good things as well. So let's take the belief, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Very often when I work with people uh, and I look at like, why does the subconscious want to hold on to that belief? It's because there's certain fears around it. There's certain fears around being good enough. Because when you're good enough, you might be judged. And then, you know, you might be like, people really tell you that you're wrong. And then if you're wrong, you feel really humiliated. And that goes deeper and deeper. So there's a lot of fears around it. Those are things to take away. So tell yourself, like, I can be good enough without being judged and without having this and without being humiliated. Then the other side is... I'm not good enough might have, brought, might have brought good things. Usually people say, oh, if I'm not good enough, I'll, I keep developing myself. I keep learning new things. I'm open to learning new things. I'm eager. I'm motivated. Very important That's one. Right. So the motivation <laughs> comes from not believing that you're not good enough. And then you can say, flip it around and say, I am good enough. And at the same time, I keep learning. At the same time, I'm motivated. At the same time, I'm open to learn new things. And now you already start to, so two of the four reasons already start to melt. And the subconscious is like, okay, if I can have that thing without the fears and with the gifts, then I might accept it. Then you would accept it. That's, that's great. You know, I, I can see, I see usually, you know, with my own clients, um, as you know, I work with a lot of coaches who blog and, you know, they, they produce a lot of content and I help them get that content uh, to get more visibility and rank in search engines. Yeah. And what tends to happen is sometimes people need to do the jump. So maybe they've been writing and a lot of people who write blogs, you know, that's comfortable because you do it when you want. It's not highly visible. The comments are usually positive. But then when you suddenly start doing lives, then all these things start coming up. And all the things you, you have just mentioned, like, you know, insecurity, will people judge me? Will, you know, um, and, and, and it's really, I think, it's going to bring up certain blocks for sure. And people would move so much faster if they learned to recognize these blocks and try to just switch them around like you've just suggested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, and if, if it doesn't just switch, just remember that there's these fears and gifts and there's other reasons. There might be other reasons, might be really something traumatic in your past, you know, that, that deserves some kind of deep healing. So then it's really to look for somebody that can help to shift to deeper levels. And that's when the reframing doesn't work, when you did all that kind of work and you're like, and still I'm terrified. I'm not going live on Facebook. This is so terrifying for me. It's like, hey, interesting. Maybe there's something deeper that is ready to go because that's why it comes up. And let's heal that and shift that on a deeper level. Indeed. And I think also the fact that you are drawn to do that, but, but there's, you feel there's something standing in the way is, is, is a sign that it's high time that you cross that border 
and release this block because you need to go to the next level. Exactly. That's why I say like business is like a spiritual practice or a self-development practice, whatever Absolutely. you're and it's and it's so good because that is like and exactly what you say like when you hit this like the ceiling you want to grow your business wants to grow but you hit something that it means it's ready to go and it's wonderful because after that you know you can step into another level of of yourself which is actually really great yeah. that's right absolutely and so 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 often you know we had a we had a ceiling in our business and you know, it's, it's just, you know, these days after I've been in business for many years, uh, I set up my first business in 2008 and um, actually started working on my first online project, uh, which was like a, a mini business, wow. which I sold later in 2003. So it's been a long time. Um, and every time, every step of the way, you hit a ceiling and you think, this is it. <laughs> this is my ceiling and then yeah. you know over time you realize there is no ceiling it's it's there is never going to be a ceiling it's just always oh, you're just going to keep hitting these blocks and yeah. you have to look inward uh, as well as outward sometimes at your business and you know go get over that block and go to the next level and that is why I think um, being an online business is so exciting because right. you know, it's being entrepreneurship is just um, we kind of just wait and see what's going to happen next. It's just, uh, it's just great. <laughs> yes. No, I totally agree. This is why I love it so much. It's like, yeah, you become more and more. I think the more you become yourself, the freer you become from your limiting beliefs, the more your abundance and your like success in business can flow and your happiness within doing it. So who doesn't want that? You know. Uh, so I think it's a beautiful beautiful journey yeah absolutely absolutely and success looks different to different people sometimes you know yeah. if i look at the way i started my first brick and mortar business i think i was looking at success you know the sort of what called box quest standard of what a successful business might look like and then i realized that it was not the kind of success that was going to make me happy so you know i think you learn so much about yourself in the journey so true Okay, so we've we've reached the end of our of our time together. But before before we go, I would love to ask you a question that I ask every single guest. And because you've been on this journey, I'm sure um, you you might be able to to remember. So, what is the most powerful piece of content you have created in your you know in your online business journey? It's such a great question. Um, there's one, it was actually just a simple Facebook post that I created uh, that I was surprised with responses. So I wrote down a step-by-step -step way to find the one thing that you want to be known for. It was just after I'd been to Bali, I'd been in like a yoga teacher training. And seriously, I went into that training and I said to the teachers, I just want to figure out, I do all these different things. I'm literally like Tai Chi, Qigong teacher, yoga teacher, dance, theater, theta healer, like I have all these different certifications. And still I feel like I'm so under like selling myself basically. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I said, there must be something because there's one thing that I actually really do. And it just comes through all these different outings. Okay, so I had that insight in a deep meditation. It came to me, it was like, boom, this is how it works. And I had this whole download. And how that later like came to me, I wrote that in a Facebook post. 
And I literally got people like sharing it and they were like, I did the little exercise and they like left me big comments saying, this is what uh, my one thing is. And thank you. I've been like searching for this for so many years. So I was like, okay, wonderful. That feels like a, a piece of content that has been of value to people. Wow. Excellent. Great, great story. And, and did you do anything with this piece of content? Did you repurpose it? Did you? I did. So because it was so much and because people actually took the time and really t did the five steps that I told them, like, this will help you to get it. I turned it into a PDF and that's now, now I can give that away for free because it's on my website um, for people to really like go through it and, and find the one thing that you want to be known for. Excellent. That's great. That sounds really, really good. Relinda, thank you so much for being with us today. But before we go, I would like you to share with our audience where they can find you and yeah. how they can stay in touch. Absolutely. Okay. So you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram all under my full name. I know it's not an easy name. Relinda Morris. Maybe you can see it written right now. You can remember it. I then also have put this um, PDF to find your one thing on bit.ly um, slash one thing. So that is also where you can find that freebie. Um, and that's it, I think. My website is also relindamorse.com. So my name will get you anywhere and then there's that freebie. Excellent. So if you want to find uh, Relinda's links, you can check out the show notes. And Relinda, I'd really like to thank you for your time and for your amazing nuggets of value today because it's all stuff that's going to stay with us and we're probably going to take forward. So thank you so much. Thank you, Stephanie. It was really wonderful to be here. listening to the profitable content marketing show did you enjoy this episode if you did please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful if you'd like to give me some feedback or a question leave a review on itunes or a comment on the youtube channel don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or youtube whatever you do make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way see you in the next episode